Welcome to Ask the Naturals with myself on my couch. The question is, how do you feel good to be with a girl that wants to just have sex with you? Sounds pretty good so far. I mean, you just feel good that you're having sex with a girl, don't you? He says, it's difficult for me because I grew up with the belief that sex is a special thing for a girl and should be shared with a special guy. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles podcast. On the surface, this kind of sounds like a fairly simple question, but as many things, once you open the little can, it starts spurting out all sorts of complicated worms. So what's going on here is this gentleman has expressed a view which is in alignment with the concept of the Madonna-Whore dichotomy. So if you haven't heard of that, look it up. Essentially, it suggests that even if you're a, an atheist, right? so I, I consider myself more or less non-religious, I have spiritual pursuits, but I'm not denominational in any sense. Pretty much everyone that lives under the umbrella of the Western Judo-Christian world, and then the counterparts in the Islamic world, and Hindu world, and Jewish world, and all the major faiths, place to a greater or lesser degree judgment on women mostly primarily on women regarding their sexual virtue so that the instances under which a woman decides to have sex massively determine the cultural valuation of her as a human being and this is pervasive even even if like i i live in a a very liberal group of people who are very open-minded sexually. I myself have spent my adult life trying to unlock my own brain and my own possibilities and to understand women on a deeper sexual level. And yet I'm still a victim of, or still have this program implanted in me to some degree. It's more extreme in some places. Of course, if, you, if you're in an area that's highly religious, very conservative, then the idea that if a woman has sex before marriage even, May, may make her totally untouchable, may make her a worthless human being. Now, for the most part, that's fairly unrealistic these days in the West. There was a time when that was kind of the case, not, not that long ago, two generations ago maybe. I remember, just as a funny aside, my grandmother, who's now senile, at, at our last Christmas, she was losing it, and um, someone made a sex joke around the Christmas table, and she said, I've only had two lovers. One of them was a friend at school, and the other was your father. And everyone's just like, oh, Grandma admitted she hooked up with a different dude in 1940-something. And now she's sent her enough to let it out, which was hilarious. But that would have been a scandal, I'm sure, if it was brought up when she was a young lass. So even though most of us generally accept that if we're going to date a girl, unless she's 17 and you just happen to find some hot virgin, which someone has to, right? But most likely, you're going to date a girl, she's had a sexual past, and she'll have a sexual future outside of you, most likely. And most of us can get our heads around that to some degree, where it's like, all right, she had a boy, she had some boyfriends, and I guess they had sex. I don't really want to think about that too much because I'm super invested in this girl and I don't want to think about her banging someone else, but that's, that's life. However, what we'll tend to do then is to live in a sense of denial about what is the realities. What are the realities that are going on in terms of what females are choosing to do sexually as they have less and less consequences? So for centuries, if not millennia, women's sexuality has been controlled very harshly, primarily by a, a religious, social, male patriarchy, which has traded women more or less as cattle or has 
kept a very clear eye on who they're with and who they're fucking and only allowing that in within, usually within marriage or within mistress dynamics, which are kind of held under, under the, you know, the, the social layer. So the things are happening in secret that people don't talk about, but they understand that are going on and so on. But now we live in a world, many, many women live in a world where they can choose to fuck a different guy every day if they want to. And there is not any specific consequence. And you see that in a city like New York, where it's such a dense population, such a low level of judgment, such a high level of self-expression, and a huge, amazing cover of anonymity, if you want it. Right? A girl can swipe on Tinder and choose, I like that guy, I want to fuck him right now. Write to him, hey, can you Uber me over? The dude will go, yep, and send an Uber. 20 minutes later, she'll be in some stranger's apartment, fuck him, leave, and no one need to ever know about it except her and the guy. Right? So she, you start to see in cities like New York where there's low sexual judgment, high mobility, that girls start operating in the way that they would if they didn't have social constraints. And this can be a really confronting thing for a man who believes that there are two types of girls. There are good girls and there are bad girls. There are nice girls and there are sluts. There is the Madonna, Virgin Mary, who popped out Jesus without ever having a willy anywhere near her. And then you have that dirty Mary Magdalene whoring herself on the streets of Babylon. Was it Babylon? I don't know. I haven't read the Bible. But we, this, this like, idea that there are, there are good women and then there are women who have fallen from grace, whose virtue is besmirched because they decided to fuck more than one person that wasn't their husband, or whatever the variation on that is, depending on how kind of modern-minded you are, is something that is deeply implanted in most men. And it is based around non-truths overall. It suggests that women are not overall sexual, or if they are, they are delineated. There are ones who don't want sex except in the capacity of an emotional relationship, and those are the good ones. And then there are these other ones who have sex for all these other naughty, nasty reasons, like because they felt like it, or because their pussy was wet and they wanted a cock inside it, or because they were bored, or because they wanted to get some free drugs, or because they wanted to see what it was like to bang their professor or they wanted to experiment with being tied up and lashed or whatever. Right? So there's all these other reasons that women have sex aside from I'm grooming a guy to be, I'm, I'm basically getting a guy to commit to being my boyfriend by doling out, handing over sex at a specific time when he's committed. Right? And so in your question, you're like, how, do I, how can I enjoy having sex with a girl who just wants to use me for sex? Right? Because your implication is that says something terrible about her and about me. Because I was brought up to think that sex is special, as in it is rare, it is a coveted thing that a girl should hold, right, as, a, as like a trading resource, and that she should only give it over to the highest bidder of emotional commitment or whatever the, let's say, the currency is that she should hand it over for, which is mostly about commitment to a relationship. So that if I'm having sex with a girl who just seems to be having sex because she feels like having sex, that says there's something wrong with her. She's cheap. She's given it away, and all those you know, stupid sayings about who wants to fucking buy the cow when you can drink the milk for free or something like that, as if like, she only has this one sex token, this one sex fucking coin, that if she, if she like, starts splitting it up into cents and giving it away, it totally devalues its currency. It means that it's worthless and it's dirty. And that a girl that would do that is immoral, slutty, a whore, whatever, and this is where the, the heavy masculine judgment 
of female sexuality and the female judgment as well, because many women judge other women who choose to fuck because they want to fuck incredibly harshly, primarily because it threatens the idea that sex is, that a woman's giving of sex is a super valuable thing that she sh should only give under certain circumstances and is massive leverage in the battle of the sexes. Right, so a girl who's like, I feel like fucking, I'm gonna fuck this guy if he's gonna be down, if he's gonna be cool about it, if he's not gonna get all weird and needy, if he's not gonna get all judgmentally when I ask him to do something freaky, then I'll do it. Right, so I, I was with a girl recently who was, came to me for training, BDSM training, and she'd been trying to find a guy for years, he was 24, trying to find a girl, a guy for years that would just tie her up and slap her around and do some kinky play. And she had multiple lovers and boyfriends that she, she told me one story where she was like, I was with this guy in his garage, we were making out, and there was like a chain hanging from the roof for some manly building thing that I wouldn't know what you do with a chain. You sling it over your shoulder and you walk, you put a bit of grease on yourself and you go, that was a good hard day's work. That's not what I do with chains. And anyway, she was like, well, hey, why don't you tie me up with that? And he was like, really? That's a bit weird, don't you think? which is the worst thing. If a girl ever says, why don't you do this extreme sex act to me? Never say, that's a little weird, don't you think? Because what you've said to her is, firstly, I can't handle it. Secondly, I'm judging you for it. And I'm calling you a deviant for it. So she's not gonna wanna open up to you and give you anal and great blowjobs and threesomes if you're too fucking freaked out by wrapping a little chain around a girl. I was talking to her after the experience that I took her through. And so she got to live out the fantasies that she'd been dreaming about because I was capable of them. And also, even though I don't understand on a personal level why a girl would want certain sex acts, right? Because I'm not a submissive, because I'm not, I don't get off on being flogged or choked or, or taken dominance over, it's not my thing. Because I can't empathize with it on a personal level, doesn't mean I can't accept it and hold space for it. Right? Because the truth is that female sexual desire is far denser, deeper, more complicated on average than male desire. You ask a man what his fantasy is. What's your deepest, darkest fantasy? And he's like, to have sex with chicks without too much trouble? Maybe have two of them one day? That's about it. <laughs> Unless the guy's got some, you know, sometimes people have some, something deliciously freaky, but that's my fantasy. Have sex with girls without too much trouble. You ask a girl that, and if she's willing to admit it, they come up with all these ornate, complicated, narratives with emotional highs and lows and particular trigger points of spiked emotion and props and you know people holding fans and all sorts of things now i don't understand that necessarily it's not my experience but i'm going to i'm happily going to take a girl through that and i did with this girl and afterwards she was she i could tell she was a bit like oh where do i stand with this guy this was awesome i want to do this again and she said oh do you do this with all the girls i said i don't do that because i'm i'm doing with you what you wanted and we created something unique. But I do do plenty of crazy things with girls. And I said, I'm here to play a specific role in your life. Right? Because I wanted to, at that point, let her know that don't get attached to me, don't get needy, I need to explain where I'm at. And she's like, what's that role? I said, it's, it's to ha hold a space for you to do whatever you want to do, to make your sexual desires real, to open you so you can experience real pleasure and not judge you for any of it. And she wasn't sure how to take that answer because she was used to, she would be used to guys going, oh yeah, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm not ready to commit right now or trying to like sidestep the, the question of whether or not this is going to be something serious. I hit it dead on because I'm like, I am this role. I'm not going to be your boyfriend. I'm not going to fall in love with you. Don't get attached, but I can hold this space and we can have this experience together. 
And so that girl realized, okay, that's where the space is. And that's why she was able to express herself sexually in a way she's never done, even with boyfriends. In one night she did with me what she could never do with boyfriends because they couldn't fucking handle it. Because they had this kind of idea that, that this guy is holding, which is not, I'm not blaming you, it's the most common ideas to be, hold, to be holding because it's wired into us, socialized into us from fucking birth. Girls are taught to be good girls and boys are supposed to be rowdy and competitive. And you know, girls are sweet and nice and they wear dresses and they tell the truth and they smile and they say, yes, daddy. Um, they later on say, yes, daddy, again, to not their daddy. And meanwhile, under all of that, they're told to be a good girl and don't, you know, you know what boys want and you know, make sure you don't give it up too easy and don't be a slut and you know, don't kiss a boy on the first date and all of this shit. Boiling underneath that is her primal animal instincts that say, please give me semen, please fuck me. Please pull my hair, I need to experience this. I don't just want to have sex with one man in my entire life because I fell in love with him. My body's screaming for it. And it doesn't mean she's gonna fuck every man the way we would fuck every girl if we could, every attractive one anyway. Yes, women are more discerning for various reasons. There may be biological and, and sociological and fear uh, and judgment, all these things combining to, to create a matrix of decision-making probability and possibility. But underneath all of that, she's an animal. She wants dick fairly regularly, right? So if you can be a man that can accept that, right? You don't necessarily need to go to the depths of understanding it from her perspective. I'm very curious about that. I ask women a lot of questions. I wanna know what's going on for them. If you don't care so much, that's all right, as long as you can not judge them for it. Right now, you're judging them. In a sweet way, you're like, you know, I think it should be special and a special guy and a special girl. But that says, if you have sex without whatever prerequisite, three dates or some courtship model, that you're not special, she's not special, and the sex is not special. The sex I had with that girl the other day <coughs> was special, very special. It's a, an, an event that she has said herself it will be hard to top in her life. She said, you fucking ruined me. I don't know what I'm gonna do after this. And that's not for me to brag, it's that I've spent a lot of time investing in becoming a good lover, and just as much time and personal turmoil and introspection to gradually let go of the idea that a girl should be this way. That they should apportion sex to guys that deserve it who have put in emotional investment. I don't, I don't believe that anymore. I believe now, and sometimes it's triggering too, if it's my sister or my mom or a girl I'm deeply in love with, it's gonna trigger me, right? But overall, I accept that women are sexual beings, that sometimes they just wanna fuck a stranger who knows how to handle them. Sometimes they wanna submit themselves completely to an aggressive male. Sometimes they want to have lovey-dovey cuddles with a guy. Sometimes they do want to fall in love and commit and like be the kind of emotional possession of somebody else. Sometimes they want to experiment. They, they want to see you fuck another girl. You know, they want to do all sorts of things. But if you project to her, sex fits in this box, and outside of that, I'm going to judge anything outside of that, she can't show you her true colors. So therefore, the same girl that would come over and do obscene, extreme sex acts with me, will be with a guy where she'll just do vanilla sex because she knows that he can't handle the ropes and chains. It's not all about ropes and chains. It's about letting go of the female, letting go of judgment of females for being sexual animals. It's not that easy to do in instantly, and especially when you've had a, a lifetime of conditioning that says the otherwise. But remember, why, is those, why were those things put in place in the first place? Because fucking God said so? Because uh, it's an absolute truth that women are not sexual and that that should be special and all that nonsense. No, it's mechanisms of control. Just just like major 
major religions control massive populations or justify warfare or justify creating borders or outsiders or managing, micromanaging every fucking m movement that a person can make and th think. They justify that as saying that a higher power gave them the authority to do so. So to have institutions of power or individuals over centuries, it's been within their interest to keep sex as something taboo and dirty for both men and women, but particularly for women, and to control the sexual movements of women, because that benefits those in power. If you're rich enough to have eight wives, and you can only have sex when you have a wife, life's good. Yeah? If you're trying to keep a male population docile and keep them praying to the right God, working, going to war, paying taxes, whatever, it's very useful to delineate the way that society works. To say that if you work your way up in this status, in this particular thin band of movement, that eventually you will earn yourself a woman within this context. She will be your more or less sexual property. She and, and the idea of what she is as a, as a creature will be all about what she needs is emotional stability and financial stability. And therefore, she, under those circumstances, she'll feel like giving you sex, as opposed to the multitude of other realities which are where and when a woman doesn't need to fear for her physical safety or the judgment of the overall group that she's in that can lead to her banishment or being belittled or having her status destroyed. If that dissolves, which it does in many places around the world, then she can be free to express herself sexually based around her desires. If you're the guy that goes, sounds cool, I'm happy to play along with that, you get all the good sex. Right? Because women don't want to go and have sex with a guy and then have him go, you're a fucking slut, or go and tell all their buddies who then shame her or post photos of her on the internet or whatever. They, if they have that experience, they will run a mile from that kind of man. They meet a guy who's discreet, willing to, willing to explore, doesn't have any sexual judgment over her. She will open in ways that you can't fucking imagine. Right? So for your own self-interest, you've got to let go of this Madonna whore bullshit. It gets more complicated when you get very emotionally invested in the girl, when you really love her, thinking of her as your little darling, and then thinking that she also fucks some dude after 10 minutes once at a party is hard to swallow. Okay, you live with whatever level of denial you need. Sometimes I have filters of denial just to like buffer. I mean, all humans do. We're like, we don't sit around all day going, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. It's going to all be over. It's probably going to suck and be painful. You don't think about that all day, every day. You have levels of denial that just go, I'm alive and things go like this forever. Pretty good. And then at the back of your mind, sometimes it, you're aware that yes, it ends. You, you are mortal and there's nasty sicknesses and heartbreaks in store for you ahead. So human beings have multiple layers and levels of ability to filter out truth information for the sake of sanity <laughs> and being, being at ease with yourself. So okay, you know, if you want to live in denial about Susie and go, all right, she's maybe not like that, but you need to be careful because then it puts her in a princess role. It turns her from a human female to a non-human non princess archetype, which she's not. She's not that. And I'm not saying that there are not some good girls, like there are girls who don't sleep around very often or only do it with boyfriends, but usually that's because, that's not because they have a, a virtue chip or because they're better. It's usually because they have been conditioned to believe that if they, they do anything else, then they're bad. Most girls have sexual desire for all sorts of other things other than having missionary position sex in the bed with their boyfriend. They have other desires. You can't hate them or, or deny them that, on a, at least on a, an intellectual level, because then you're denying an aspect of their humanity. This is you know, it's important, deep stuff. The guys that I know that are good at seduction, 
hold underneath their abilities, which are excellent, hold an open space for women to be sexual. Okay, so they have their own, and myself included, have our own issues and our own compulsions to jealousy sometimes and possessiveness. I, I experience that for sure. But overall, we understand that, like, I know even if the girl's deeply in love with me, she will have sex with another guy in her life. She will have sexual desire even whilst in love with me for other people. She, her, sometimes her fantasies, she'll get off harder on being with a guy in a fantasy situation, like when this girl comes to me as like a stranger, essentially, that I take her through a scene. She has a, a sexual release that she, maybe she can't have with a guy that she has a deep emotional bond with because there's too much agenda, because there's too much investment in each other and you're protecting each other from some levels of truth, right? Because you can't always be 100% honest to your girlfriend. Like, even a, a white life, you're walking down the street and you see a girl and she's like, you're checking that girl out, and you said, oh yeah, I mean, you know, just, I don't know, she's nice shoes, or whatever. <laughs> or you deny it, when the truth is, for, the, for that split second, you think, all I want in life is that woman. I would kill to get that woman into bed, and, and she's got better tits than my girlfriend, or whatever. Okay, you may deny that truth to each other because it doesn't serve the relationship. It's not that, that over, I need to tell a girl or she needs to tell me every time she looked at a guy's crotch and thought about how his dick might be better than mine. I don't need to hear that every day. And so within it, like an emotional bond, there's levels of protection and sometimes it's harder to just let go. Sometimes the stranger dynamic where the girl feels safe to open up can be the place where she most expresses. I, I can say this now without any shame or, or concern that when I was married, my wife at the time, I, was, I, I realized that there, were, there was some kind of sexual barrier between us. We had good sex, but it wasn't the best sex that I'd ever had and clearly that she had. And I asked her about that. I said, is this the best sex we've ever had? And she, and she said straightforwardly, no. And I, and I was very upset about that. I'm like, why not? Like, what can we do to make it better? And she told me some story about a guy she'd met when she lived in Japan as a model when she was a teenager, an older guy, I think it was a drug dealer, who who she had the best sex of her life with. And, and I was furious about this. And I was like, what, why? Who is this guy? What did he do? Was, did he have a 10 inch dick? Like, what was it about him? I was not handling it in a very mature way. And she's like, I can't explain it. It's just that I've never been with someone where I could feel so pure and so filthy. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Pure and filthy, I'll give you pure and filthy. And over some time when I thought about that, I'm like, okay, I understand that years later, really, where I'm like, what she's saying is that with that guy for the, for whatever reason, whatever chemistry they had, but primarily for the reason that she was allowed to be whatever she wanted to be at that moment. Completely pure to completely filthy. So she could live within the range of her sexuality with that guy because he was, I don't know, like because he was not judging her and I guess because there was some level of he was a stranger, she could just let go. Whereas with me, because we were so heavily invested in each other, we loved each other, I was trying, trying to make, give her the best sex of her life because I needed to prove to myself that I was the best she'd ever had. And then that put up a barrier that I couldn't properly let go and she couldn't properly let go. And it was unresolvable, right? So these are important things to start to consider, even at a beginner's phase, right? Even, even when you're starting to go out and first start to, to meet women. And so, cause you might be thinking, oh, that's kind of high level concept. So I don't know, I, I'll think about that when I'm getting laid regularly. Sure, you can do that. But the truth is underlying the success is the mindset, is the philosophies. If you put yourself at odds with women that you are adversaries or you try to force them to be something that they are not, to be paragons of virtue or vice and that I, I heavily judge these women and I put these ones on a pedestal, then you are living in a fantasy world. 
you are operating from a non-true position and women and but but the reality will reflect back to you what you believe as most uh, beliefs do you believe something strongly enough you'll filter for information that proves it you'll delete information that counters it and you'll live in your solipsistic viewpoint and you'll prove your truth at the detriment of being open to any other form of truth and if your absolute truth happens to yield amazing results okay cool be an extremist and focus only on that some people do that like people who have extreme like positive money mindsets that delete some of the facts about <laughs> some of the facts but they just create a funnel where they move towards wealth can work well for them and and a guy that like is like all girls are down to fuck right if you if you believe that as like your absolute core operating belief structure it's not true but it's an effective belief if, for certain types of guys that will navigate in a certain direction i'm not an extremist in my thoughts i like to try and hold counter positions in my head and watch them as they fry my brain to believe something as a tool and then recognize that i can throw it out replace it with a different belief which is a different tool and even though it may be contra contrary it can still be effective so if you start to look at this meta umbrella that you're operating within you're not just learning this how do i go and say hi to girl give me phone number go date maybe get sex after two three date that's very rudimentary understand that you're living in this spider web of incredibly complex motivations agendas desires genetics social hierarchy belief structures childhood traumas and conditionings freudian fucked up weirdness all sorts of amazingly deliciously weird things are happening in under the umbrella of man meets woman and you can decide how deep you want to go with that but if you want to make it really easy and really fun and really confronting and confusing and wild and unexpected then accept that women are sexual and it and because they gave it to you after an hour doesn't make it less special you can have the the most unique special experience of both of your lives after meeting for an hour if you both come into it with a position of like let's be raw vulnerable animals and exchange and play and deal and and delve into power dynamics and desire and all of all of this magic and then you can create something truly special with a girl if you if you go oh this chick's easy she let me fuck her after the first night she's going to feel that you're going to feel that she's an object you're you're an objectifier you're the judgment she's the she's the criminal right it's like shitty dynamics to try and have sex under so let it go if she wants to give herself to you or share herself with you swiftly then accept that welcome it be grateful for it and fuck her very very well and treat her lovely and make sure she gets get her an uber home so she doesn't have to do a horrible walk of shame so she can go home and go that was an excellent saucy sexual adventure and if i'm ever in need of a man to take me through a wild fantasy again i know where to go thanks so much for listening to the natural, natural lifestyles podcast. podcast check us out on youtube at the, the natural, natural TV. tv see you on the next episode